Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast. Today, we have another episode of The Female Gaze, hosted by me, Hannah. Hi, hello. And then today, we have another member of the Cinemania World team with me uh, that I'm super excited to record this episode with, uh, Amanda. I am so happy to be here. I'm excited. This is going to be great. I'm so excited to do this with you. Uh, I, I love doing these episodes. We've only done one so far, but it was so much fun to do the first one. Oh, totally. um, so I'm super psyched to do this one today. Um, so we have picked out three main topics uh, that we thought would be interesting to discuss. And that's what we're going to do today. It's just going to be kind of a casual conversation. Um, yeah. So why don't we dive right in? Uh, so the first main topic that I picked out, well, we picked out, um, was what can we do to help men understand the male gaze and how it affects women in film? Um, so Amanda, do you have any opening thoughts to that? It's, it's always, how can I, I don't even know how to even start this because there's just so much. It's a huge conversation. It's huge. And it's the fact that like, I feel like men just don't get it (laughs) they still don't get like we can we can talk about it over and over again and like pinpoint certain things especially um when it comes to and I hate to bring it up but like what Joss Whedon did in 2017 for Justice League with Wonder Woman and it's that's a a great example I mean there's a clear difference when you watch Zack Snyder's Justice League and what Zack did um showing the Amazons and their strength and it was just something that was so empowering and warrior-like that he was able to show versus what Joss Whedon did um and that like it's the perfect comparison as you said so I think that if it were to be studied side by side, and a lot of people have been doing like gift sets and videos of what they like what was previously done. Um, mm-hmm. One clear example that I remember seeing is that, uh, you know, in the headbutt scene with Superman and Wonder Woman? Yeah. So apparently in the 2017 cut, Joss added like some sexual sounds and moans from like for Diana and then in Zack Snyder's cut you don't even hear anything yeah (laughs) yeah yeah it's it was messy so I I just those are clear examples and like you can tell now I think a bit more in how men see women and like the shots like you can get like an over-the-shoulder shot that looks cleaner and looks more respectable than having like a medium shot where you can kind of see their butt and like their lower back and stuff like that. So you can be really aware of where the camera is at this point, I think. Yeah. I, 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 like you said, it's, I don't think that men (laughs) really understand it yet. And I, I really do wonder what it will take for men to understand kind of the male gaze and why it's such a problem. Uh, It does feel like talking to a brick wall a lot of the time whenever you like bring it up on Twitter because a lot of the time you know when you I, we keep using the DCU as an example but it's a good example <laughs> they have it is, unfortunately yeah regarding their uh female characters which they are correcting um I mean we haven't seen the Suicide Squad yet so we're not sure how um the female characters and that is handled but um mm-hmm. with Zack Snyder's Justice League and Birds of Prey I think we're taking you know large steps forward to kind of correcting um how they've treated their female characters 
But um, with the Suicide uh, with Suicide Squad, not the Suicide Squad, <laughs> David Ayer's Suicide <laughs> Squad, um, you know, I've brought up before how having, like, Harley in these, like, hot pants and, like, her just wearing, like, a, like, a belly shirt and, like, all of, like, the shots in the movie of just him, like, completely objectifying her, like, her getting dressed in front of, like, the entire squad and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Just, like, bringing up her clothing in general in the suicide squad and you know it wouldn't be not the suicide i keep saying the suicide squad squad. uh her clothing in suicide squad yeah um and it it wouldn't be an issue if he didn't shoot her the way that he shot her Mm -hmm. like the way that he frames her in every single scene is super sexualized like even just like going up her legs and like you know to reach like the top of her body and that whole scene of um, like I just said, like going up her legs when she's getting dressed and everyone's looking at her and like, you know, that's sexualizing her. And when you bring that up on Twitter, they're like, well, they had female costume designers. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that doesn't change anything. Um, you know, it's, it's frustrating that they, whenever you do try and bring up points of, Hey, this doesn't feel like it's, it's showing women in a way that isn't using them as just kind of like a prop. Yeah. You know, they get defensive and that's super frustrating because you can, you can try and explain to them all you want and they will just keep coming up with excuses and excuses and excuses to be like, well, this is why it's okay. And it's like, well, no, it's not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, literally. I know. I, I, like I said, I really don't know what it will take to, try and get men to understand, you know, our perspective on it because, mm-hmm. you know, we could make like essays <laughs> as to why it, it it's harmful. And I don't, I really still don't think they'd understand. And, you know, we, I think the comic book genre in particular is a place where, you know, we're struggling with uh, the male gaze oh, and 100%. we are, t- yeah. And we're taking huge strides forward. Like we just said, with uh birds of prey zack snyder's justice league we haven't seen black widow yet but even her just getting her film made finally after having a studio someone at the studio for a long time who said that they didn't want any kind of diversity at the forefront of the mcu so i don't i don't know it's it's exciting but also at the same time it's like we're taking these huge strides but it still feels like we're like 40 steps behind still yeah, because like like you said, we're watching like certain films, like obviously Birds of Prey and Zack Snyder's Justice League, and then there's like maybe fifty other films that kind of change it up and like do the exact same thing that they've been doing for <laughs> for years, right? So it's really hard to kind of just sit there and and kind of accept it. But also, I feel like because no one has ever really they ha- women have brought it up. Don't get me wrong, but there hasn't been like a powerful shift behind the camera to the point where we're not going to see that anymore Mm -hmm. right so I think it starts with like who's working behind the camera too and kind of like even if it is a male director like he should know how to shoot women properly you know so I think that's where it kind of starts but unfortunately (laughs) we (laughs) we still have shitty things that happen 
And and it's not like men are like incapable of shooting women and having like strong female characters that mm-hmm. actually feel like good representation because like we have been saying for the entirety of the podcast so far, you know, Zack Snyder did it like flawlessly. Yeah. Um, all of his female characters in Zack Snyder's Justice League. And not to say that he has had like flawless female characters in his past films because mm-hmm. Lord knows Lois Lane is still a nothing character. In uh, <laughs> <and laughs> his you. films. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. But um, but you know, with Wonder Woman and the Amazonian uh Amazons in particular, uh, we ha- we saw a lot of backlash of you know women on Twitter who are like, mm-hmm. well, the you know the outfits are very skimpy in his um in his cut or something like that. It was like it's Zack Snyder's uh film that the the uh the Amazons outfits are changed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So we did see some backlash on that, and it's like I don't think. <laughs> people are not understanding like once again it's like it's the way you shoot women <laughs> it doesn't matter what they're wearing exactly um exactly and but he- it, even like with the with the actors that wore the armor they all came out and said but like what are you talking about <laughs> you know <laughs> so like even that's absurd that they're even calling that out yeah it's it's very weird to see that, like, it's such a, like, it seems like such a simple thing that could be corrected, but we're still <laughs> so far away from reaching that. Unfortunately. <laughs> and, and it's just, and it, you know, we have the directors who do this, and then also I feel like what's perpetuating it even farther is the fans, because there's so much backlash mm-hmm. every single time that we have a female-led film, and they're not wearing, like, next to nothing, and the yeah. film isn't, like doesn't like at all touch on them being uh, like women or just making them strong or anything like that. I mean, we also have in Captain Marvel and Captain Marvel, when you watch the movie, it's not really, there's, <laughs> there isn't really a whole lot of like outright fe- feminist themes, right? It right. isn't, the movie doesn't smack you upside the head with like, Oh, women, good men, bad. And neither is birds of prey, but yeah. you know, w- men online who <laughs> see the movies and see that the marketing or the, even just the films are marketed towards women and they're strong, you know, they automatically go, well, there's no good male characters that it is. She's too strong. And it's uh, starting an agenda. And it's like, and, and they like review bomb and it's like studios like obviously see this. So I'm sure, you know, studios look at stuff like that and it kind of scares them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I yeah, think it just sucks. I think it was a misstep on Marvel's side to hold Black Widow this long. Yeah. Because I think if if like the Black Widow film came out after Iron Man 2, then we it would have been more accepted and they would have just maybe like kind of broken that barrier in regards to female-led films. And then we wouldn't have, like you said, the review bombing and then people just in an uproar saying that this, like um, there shouldn't be any female-led films or like women shouldn't be directing these mainstream films and yada, yada, yada. Like there wouldn't have been like all of that discourse. Um, I just think like it should have been done earlier. And the person to do that, uh, like would have been Kevin Feige with black widow, unfortunately. And he like literally missed the boat on this hundred percent. I wish that they could have done black widow around that time, but I don't, I don't think Kevin Feige was in full control yet. I know that there was another um, executive over over there who was green lighting the films and he, is it Perlmutter or something like that? Oh yeah, that's right. There was a, that's right. Yeah. And he was like, no, (laughs) 
<laughs> no, 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 no. And Kevin Feige got uh, full creative control, I'm pretty sure, in 2015. And then from then on, we have gotten, you know, a, female, a lot of female directors and we got, um, you know, movies of diversity kind of immediately um, after Civil War. So, you know, I, I don't blame it on Kevin Feige. I do think Kevin Feige is genuine in saying that he wants to push uh, diversity to the forefront of the MCU. And, you know, we keep seeing women uh, getting hired behind the camera and in front of the camera over mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And, you know, people of all races and genders. And it, it, it's so nice to see. Uh, and, you know, D- uh, Warner Bros. was kind of ahead of the curve in that, too, uh, before uh, the MCU. I think the DCU, even with its uh, TV shows, have mm-hmm. been super um, good at having a lot of diversity. So it's yeah. just, it's, it's exciting to see these steps that are being taken and hopefully <laughs> sometime soon we don't have to, you know, we're kind of, I, I know I am like worried about like the Suicide Squad right now. It's like, it sucks that we have to worry about these movies with their female characters. Oh, I'm, when, I'm you know, worried about it too, for sure. Like that trailer alone, I haven't really spoken about it, but like, I, Yeah. <laughs> it's it's what it is it's there um i don't know how they're gonna treat harley but we'll see and james gunn isn't really great with female characters no. either it's like, <laughs> <yeah>. no <laughs> that's why it's like everyone's like okay with it but like did you guys watch guardians of the galaxy volume two like <laughs> yeah, and it's like we just got this perfect movie with Harley, um, yeah. with Birds of Prey, and we didn't worry about that because we had a, f- a woman behind the camera, but yeah. now with uh, James Gunn, he's a man, obviously, and he's behind mm-hmm. the camera dealing with this character after all of the emancipation that she went through in Birds of Prey, yeah. and it's like, well, now I'm kind of nervous to watch The Suicide Squad. <laughs> It's true. No, I hear you. I hear you completely. It's, it, oh God. Isn't, there's another, it's, what's her name? Ratcatcher, Rat I think. Oh, there's Rat another, Catcher. yeah, she's another female character. So it's like, that's two of them in one movie. <laughs> we gotta worry about. I was about. gonna say, that's, that's a problem in and of itself that like, there's only two female characters. Exactly. Main female characters yeah. in this like, mainstream yeah. superhero movie. Um, I mean, you can say the same like Zack Snyder's Justice League. Uh, no, but, it's true. There's only one. If I would have yeah. brought anyone in, it would have been Black Canary at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I and I think that is a big part of the conversation too is to start kind of normalizing seeing more women in mm-hmm. uh, these big team up movies. Uh, yeah. Even with Marvel, you know, Black Widow was their like female character that's was in all the team movies the one female character mm-hmm. for a long time uh <laughs> yeah until they introduced uh like scarlet witch in age of ultron and then i think that's like the only two i think it's just them oh my god that's so insane yeah like, see it's two just now that's <laughs> so insane to kind of put that in perspective just now because yeah. now i'm like trying to think i'm like what other female characters are there and, I'm like, and that's why that scene like, <laughs> like even that scene in endgame where they all came together like yeah all those women like stretched around like 23 films like it's it is beautiful to see them all together but like the one that really just started it all wasn't even in the shot and that was just one thing that left a bitter taste in my mouth because i'm like why would you do this without scarlet like and it it took until infinity war to get more than two women in a team-up movie exactly 
Like, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's long, long time. Hopefully they just it, learn now and then just start bringing in more and more without like the token woman, like in the freaking movie. Like, uh. I think the only MCU movie with like more, like women who are handled fantastically and more than one woman in the movie is black panther yeah that's the only film that i can think of where i'm like literally yeah they handled all their female characters like amazing and yeah. there's more than one. Oh, 100 percent it was it was awesome just to see them all there it was like amazing oh my god i i I literally can't even put into words like how excited I was watching uh, Black Panther opening night and seeing Nakia yeah. and Okoye uh, in Korea fighting with um, T'Challa. Yeah. I was like, that's so cool. It's so good. I love it so much. I uh, wanted to literally be Okoye. I'm like, let me get my uniform yes. on right now. Let's go. <laughs> she was awesome. <laughs> yeah, Okoye is one of my favorite characters in the MCU. I love her so much. She's incredible. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so the, I, See, I love doing these shows because you get to have conversations like that, like at, in like a good like length and time to breathe. Um, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I hear you. <laughs> All right. So the next uh, key topic we have is a conversation about representation of feminism in film and what we would like to see change. So by this, I meant how you know we kind of touched on the review bombing and how men like to say, "Oh, well, it's pushing a female agenda." Mm-hmm. or a feminist agenda and it's like well, what does that mean <laughs> like, <laughs> what is an agenda like what are you <laughs> yeah it's like I, I I've never understood that because I'm like there's 23 MCU movies right and mm-hmm. one of them has been female-led so if there's any agenda there's a male agenda <laughs> exactly oh my god yes <laughs> it, it really does bother me and it's like they call anything like remotely kind of you know putting female at the forefront feminists like captain marvel like i just said there's nothing in the movie that's like hitting you upside the head like oh yeah feminism but they act like it is and it's so weird to me because i'm like when you watch the movie they don't even really touch on like her being a female it's just it's her about discovering who she is and finding her own strength and like becoming her own person yeah like it's her character all like through and through like yeah no i hear you I think they're not used to, like, some of maybe the writing choices, like, the pieces of dialogue that she says, you know? Maybe that's that's the only thing I can think of. Because when I heard certain lines where, like, she... There was that whole scene with the motorcycle. I've only watched it, like, twice. Mm -hmm. But that whole scene with the motorcycle with the newspaper and the guy was there and whatever. Like, I was like, she's a complete badass. Like, I love this, you know what I mean? But I think that guys aren't used to seeing that kind of character on screen let alone a woman but like that like I don't know like I think that's that's kind of what it is like the dialogue and the fact that she's a woman they're not like putting that together and they don't like what they see which is unfortunate but I think it has a lot to do with the writing maybe for certain characters Mm -hmm. I I don't think that they probably realize just yet like that how often stuff like that happens yeah to women (laughs) yeah exactly That's, that's why they should normalize it on screen right yeah and even then it's like it's like one scene so it's like what Mm -hmm. is your defense of it's pushing a feminist agenda it's it's just so odd to me or they even they even bring up like i'm just a girl uh, the song in the end of the movie and i'm like it's just a song like you act like the movie sitting here telling you because you're a man you're the worst person to walk on this earth you (laughs) 
deserve nothing. And I mean, no, like I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I mean, <that's> another <laughs> but it's it's so odd to me. Um, I think that people also like they nitpick because when you don't like something, I tend like I, I have noticed on socials that like you just tend to focus on the negative aspects of something. Like even if you give a movie like a three out of five, people always tend to focus on like the smallest things like, oh, the editing in this specific scene was bad. Like it's just, it's always nitpicking, but you're not like generally criticizing the film as a whole. Yeah. Like, So the next topic we're going to jump into is, oh no, okay. Conversation uh, <laughs> <laughs> about reference, representation of feminism in film and what we'd like to see change. So what I mean by that is kind of how men like to say anything starring women or anything that has kind of strong women at the forefront of a film. It's like, oh, it's like pushing like a feminist agenda. And it's like, what do you mean by that? <laughs> there is no agenda. Like, <laughs> yeah, literally. There is <laughs> women in film doesn't automatically equal feminism and agenda. It's so odd to me because you know we we talked about this before, but with Captain Marvel or like Birds of Prey, it's just women at the forefront, and they're like, and the films don't even really like talk about feminism like heavily, or it's not like they're like super prevalent like themes. But people are still like, oh, but it's pushing an agenda. And it's like, well, how is it other than just women in the film? Like, give me, like, specific scenes. Or even that, it's like, give me, like, a percentage of, like, how much the film talks about something that could even qualify it as a theme. Because with Captain Marvel, there's, like, two scenes where you can bring up and be like, oh, well, they talk about um, men being, like, kind of shitty. And it's like, well, yeah. Like, (laughs) you can't act like... We can't act like that doesn't happen in real life or anything, because it does. So it's mm-hmm. not like it's being like inauthentic or anything. It's just well, it's because guys don't want to see that. They don't want to be held accountable for the shit that they do. Like, they don't yeah, want to see that on screen and be like, "Oh man, I've done that like multiple times, and no one has called me out on it." But this movie's doing that, and it's like that's what they don't want to see. And it's like, well, tough shit, tough shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're going to put a mirror up to you, my friend. And this is what you do. <laughs> the least you can do for being shitty is watch a movie that actually holds you accountable for the shitty things that you do. Exactly. Like, it's it's really, I, I don't understand, like, how fragile the male ego is to the point of Captain Marvel, uh, like, stealing a guy's bike. It, like, triggers them so much to the point where they're like, I have to review bomb this movie. It's like... Okay, what what did you achieve? Let me know what you achieved with that because the movie made a billion dollars at the box office and the sequel's in production right now. Exactly. So what exactly did you achieve? And it like, doesn't seem like Brie Larson is bothered. No. So, <laughs> like, and she's still employed. So what's what was your, like, goal? <laughs> it doesn't make sense because when you see that happening or even, like, like, even with Patty Jenkins with Wonder Woman in 1984, like, yeah, was it as good as the first one? No, but at the same time, like how many sequels bombed that were directed by men and they were still given another chance. Michael Bay still has a career, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my God, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Like it doesn't make sense after one, like not even, it's not that bad, but like one bomb, if you want to call it a bomb, which it wasn't because it still made bank. Like I don't even know what they classify as a bomb anymore. 
because everyone just says, oh, this flopped. Meanwhile, it made bank at the box office. Like To me, a complete failure is if your movie is met with like horrible critical reception and it made no money at the box office. Yeah. I mean, even with a film like Birds of Prey, like it didn't make a ton of money at the box office. But also we have to realize, I feel like a lot of people forget this, is that Birds of Prey came out around the time that the pandemic was like starting. <laughs> Yeah. So I, I feel like a lot of people just skip over that and it's like, oh, well, it, it bombed because it's female led. And it's like, no, actually, we we're like in the start of the <laughs> pandemic. And uh, two, it was met with incredible critical critical reception. And it's grown such a huge kind of uh, fan base around it after mm-hmm. the film came out. Yeah. So I, I don't understand how you could look at Birds of Prey and call it a failure, especially in the context of the DCEU where you know most of the films are divisive at best uh i think wonder woman has been the only movie uh in the dcu uh that hasn't been like divisive uh even like aquaman is divisive uh when you look at like rotten tomatoes it's at a 60 percent, and it did make a billion dollars so um but yeah wonder woman has been the only movie um other than Birds of Prey that has been met with like so much like love and positivity positivity are all around in the critical space. Yeah. So and those are two female led films with female directors. So what does that say? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just it's it's so frustrating that like you have to explain this over and over again and that it's gonna keep happening no matter what. Like I can guarantee you when Captain Marvel two comes out that we're gonna go through this whole thing again of them trying to review bomb and just be assholes because it's Brie Larson. And the whole like Brie Larson conversation as a whole is so fucking weird to me. Cause I'm like, she said that she wanted more diversity and that, you know, a wrinkle in time wasn't made for white straight dudes <laughs> in like their <laughs> mid thirties when it wasn't, she literally said that. And I'm like, oh, was she wrong? Like, <laughs> was it made for you? I'm sorry. Like, is, are you the target demographic for that movie all of a sudden I'm sorry like am I missing something I actually Uh, love that movie to be honest I thought it was so sweet oh my god it's cute it's a cute movie it's cute like why not sometimes but that's the thing is like I feel like even with those kind of films they're not in demand anymore because of what the demographic is unfortunately or what they think the demographic is you know what I mean like those films are so wholesome and they're sweet and they have such a beautiful story and then you you don't see many of them out for some Even strange like, reason. Even like Bumblebee, I feel like yeah. that was like such like a heartfelt like cute little movie. I cried. And, I'm not gonna yeah, lie I to cry. you. <laughs> I cry every single time I watch that movie. Oh my god, are you yeah. kidding? <laughs> I my eyes out. Yeah. Um and. And that hasn't even gotten, like, a sequel yet. It's, like, being, like, rebooted again. <laughs> like, it's not a direct sequel. The what? one that's in production right now. Yeah. The one that's in production right now isn't even a direct sequel to Travis Knight's movie. I'm like, I'm what upset. the fuck? I'm upset now. I know, right? <laughs> it, it, you know, the one that's in production right now is um, is the director, Stephen Cable Jr., which he did Creed 2, and Creed 2 is amazing. Yeah. So I'm not worried about that, but. No, I'm not worried <laughs> it's like either the, now that you said it, so. <laughs> yeah, the little the little sweet like Bumblebee movie that we got, it didn't make a whole bunch of movie at the box office, and it's like it's a Transformers films. Every other Transformers film that has ever released uh, is terrible, and it's with Michael Bay, and it makes bank. But like this one, it's like an actually good movie and- with a good story <laughs> and a good yeah. story. You know, it's like no, we just want to see the monsters go pew pew, and like that's it. Literally, <laughs> <laughs> so annoying. Uh, but that's another conversation. <laughs> <laughs> the cute movie conversation that we need more that's it (laughs) uh but 
Yeah, and I think that, you know, there's a conversation also to be had about movies that kind of uh, hit you over the head with the feminism. And because I don't think that's the right way to do it either. Um, or kind of have representation for feminism. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Charlie's Angels just, just came out um, in 2019. Yeah, 2019. And I I like that movie. I think the movie is okay. I did too. I really enjoyed yeah. it, actually. <laughs> I think the movie is okay. But, you know, that movie is kind of heavy-handed with its feminist themes. And I can understand why people were kind of like... I don't understand people getting upset, but I do understand, you know, people criticizing it for that. Um, or something like a Black Christmas in 2019 also. Mm-hmm. Uh, was, was that 2020? I think that was 2019. I think it was 19. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, a, like a Black Christmas too. It's like the remake. Um, that That's kind of heavy handed. And I don't think that, you know, that's the right way to for us to feel represented either um even like the end game scene like we just talked about um mm-hmm. all the women coming together <laughs> that's definitely like ham-fisted um yeah so I- i'd like to see that change to it uh it's just i feel like it's it's a never-ending cycle and just kind of like you can never win with these kind of things and like men getting on board because like when you think of the like so when you think of comic book movies and this will lead into our next point kind of when you think of comic book movies, you think that its target demographic is men in like their thirties, right, or children, right? Yeah. But 100%. when you when you think about it, a large part of the audience is actually women. <laughs> like a large part of the audience is women. Yeah, but and also I- like going off of that, there are like men in the space, like in the fan base, that would only say that like women enjoy the comic book films because the male actors are attractive and that's what's been bothering me since like the beginning of the mcu it's like no i read the comics i've done my research i like (laughs) these characters if they so happen to be attractive that's just an added bonus for all of us to be perfectly honest (laughs) but but like shit i don't understand then they're all like they're all going like freaking drooling over gal gadot as wonder woman and you just look at them like um oh but we're we're the ones that are like objectifying men or something like, like that come on sorry i didn't mean to cut you off but like i just think no, no, no. <laughs> uh, anyways normalize objectifying men um <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway um you know it's like the a large audience for the comic book movies is uh women and we we have to fight this like uphill battle of being represented and also having like the male audience that is there like accept us or accept mm-hmm. uh our representation in the films which is just it's it's insane to me that they are like oh we have umpteen movies of straight white men at the forefront and mm-hmm. we feel represented but if someone of color or a woman or a woman is at the forefront of a movie that's too much you're invading our space and i'm like well don't you don't you have enough like, like <laughs> how much more do you want like <laughs> like shit like that's what I, I just don't get it i agree with you 100 percent. it's like then go watch the other movies man like right you don't feel represented <laughs> how do you not feel represented by a strong like a really great character 
like a well-written character, you can you can resonate with anyone. It doesn't matter who's at the forefront as well. You know what I mean? And then you still we get that representation. We have resonate with other characters. We've yeah. been forced to resonate with other characters with yeah. the span of like yeah. 20 Marvel movies that have been straight white men. Yeah. Like <laughs> we've had to find characters to gravitate to yeah. and attach ourselves to because we don't have that representation other than fucking Scarlett Johansson. Uh, <laughs> it's like we... Oh, if you if you were to say like oh here's this like universe with fa- like almost like a thousand characters right but you can only have one like do you hear how dumb that sounds <laughs> it does it sounds so stupid but that's how we think and that's it you know like oh I know <laughs> we're just like exhausted we're like how long can this go on um but that kind of leads into our next point of how women aren't taken seriously in like the comic book movie space uh and i'd also like to add on uh the video game space which i've kind of gotten into recently um and kind of the sexism in that space too Mm -hmm. i this is the thing that bothers me most about being on twitter it's because if you open your mouth and you're a woman and you're talking about a comic book property uh you're gonna get like crucified immediately like they won't even let you get the first word out and they're automatically gonna shut you down no it's true i literally prime example um (laughs) i had an argument over civil war uh and the reason why i had an argument over civil war is because i personally don't like having tony in the cap film that's always been like a personal peeve of mine um, I understand the circumstances and the arc and the storytelling and all of that, but I just didn't like that it became about Tony in the last, like, half of this film. You know what I mean? In the third act, mm. it was all about him. So I'm just very protective of Captain America. It's pretty much all it is. And uh, I got into a massive argument, and someone said that I um, that I was bullying them to think that my opinion was right. I said, no, dude. I'm just saying what I want to say. I don't understand like how that's considered bullying. Um, but I had to take a break from like literally from Twitter. I'm like, I'm not going to stay on here. Like, what's the point of, you know, my opinion at this point? Like, what am I going to say anymore? What's the point of fighting or even saying something anymore? So sometimes like it does get to you where you need to stay off socials. But it's the fact that, like you said, we're not, I feel like we're not accepted by like majority of people. Cause that's what it feels like. We're always constantly being attacked for our opinion online. And it's like, well, why do you get to have an opinion? Why can't I have one? Right. And it, and it just, we, I, both of us have kind of gone through these things on Twitter of just yeah, basically like blase, blatant, like misogyny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not, not too long ago. I yes. had, uh, <laughs> I had a YouTuber, uh, like, it's, it's, it's this issue of men, too, with, like, large followings, who, yeah. you can say, like, the smallest, like, minuscule thing on Twitter, and then they'll quote, che- tweet you, and send their, like, uh, fans to attack, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, what are you, like, what are you getting out of this? Like, I said, like, the little harmless thing of, like, maybe, like, I like birds of prey, and they can quote <laughs> tweet it with their huge audience, and then be like, you're dumb and then yeah. like they'll send like <laughs> there are thousands of fe- people to like come after you just for saying that you like a movie and it's like that's also an issue uh but i had it happened even kind of on a bigger scale of a youtuber with a you know a large following uh i called them i called him out him and his friend out on saying that zendaya 
uh, wasn't sexy enough in Homecoming and Far From Home. Oh, uh, and <laughs> saying that it made me sick to my stomach. And two, uh, she's 16 in the film. So yeah. <laughs> what? What the fuck? And this just goes into another thing of like, you know, like what we've been saying. Men just think of women as objects in mm-hmm. film. Yeah. Literally. Like yeah. it just, they, they can say that they that they don't all they want but it's like we have so much it just every day we see more and more men be like oh well we see what happened with the birds of prey outfits everyone be like oh they look ugly and i'm like i don't think you like women if you think they look ugly <laughs> like if i'm being frank but they also get mad at that it's like well you hate women like whatever yeah. we respond <laughs> with that's like, well you hate women like, and then they get mad it's like but what else do you want us to say you're not proving your like you're not explaining why <laughs> like, you're not giving like any like valid points to like change my mind exactly being like oh she doesn't look hot enough and it's like well that's not a good point <laughs> i'm sorry you have to give me more than that uh <laughs> but i i called him out and then he like he addressed it on his channel and even addressed it like on twitter and he sent like his like fans to come get like attack me and immediately i started seeing people create fake accounts of me on twitter youtube in the discord he had his fans calling me like a whore and he called me a sith lord he made he made this like long message and he's like you guys allowed this sith lord to come in and ruin our community and I'm oh like, what god the fuck? That's next level. Holy shit. I know. I was <laughs> like, like, if I if you want me to be a Sith Lord, I'll be a Sith Lord, I guess. I, I'll, I'll, do like, I'll do it. I'll do it. Right? right? Like, I was like, you're not hurting my feelings. Uh, <laughs> That's some powerful <laughs> shit, man. Like, the things you're saying. <laughs> Literally. I was like, how dramatic. God. And, like, men have the nerve to call us dramatic or, like, Oh, don't queens. even get me started. <laughs> like drama queens are just like taking things too personally and i'm like you literally got mad over captain marvel <laughs> guys bike and then review bomb the movie like talk <laughs> about freaking dramatic my god yeah sensitive fucking sensitive yeah, literally uh, <laughs> or in birds of prey harley isn't in, in hot pants and you are like oh my god we need to boycott the movie it's like, like how, how does that ruin your day? Literally, just go on Google and go look at other shit. Like, I don't understand. Right? You do that anyway. Like, <laughs> and it's this thing of they complain and they complain and they complain about these movies, and then they go see them and then complain more. And I'm like, who made you go see the movie? <laughs> Thank you for paying the amount, like paying the ticket, going to watch it, and then complaining about it. That's fine. Just give us the money at this point. <laughs> that's the thing with captain marvel too it's like they swore up and down that the movie was gonna bomb and that they were boycotting it mm-hmm. and then fucking box office numbers came in and i'm like oh it looks like you guys went and seen it uh <laughs> you guys weren't successful at all with your boycott because it made a billion dollars uh more than any captain america movie other than civil war has made so like mm, it can like think about that uh <laughs> honestly it's just it's so fucking odd and frustrating and just I know we've kind of maybe like talked in circles but we can offer all these solutions and all these kind of like valid points and we'll still be where we are at the end of the day uh, like still we can yell into the void (laughs) 
And that just goes back into the conversation of we aren't taken seriously. <laughs> oh, God. It's just, it's going to be a vicious cycle. That's it. And we can snap and we can freaking go off, but... Oh my god. Oh man, I just, I really need Eternals to release is what I need. (laughs) I need Eternals to release. Oh my god. And Chloe Zhao to win Best Director. I just need, like, small wins like that. This is, like, this is what we have to, like, go off of. It's just small wins. (laughs) We feed off of it. Like, Kevin making a billion dollars. (laughs) Or Wonder Woman doing well at the box office. Yeah. uh, And Chloe Zhao winning Best Director. Yeah, exactly. The Oscars being sexist is a huge conversation, too. (laughs) Basically, everything is affected. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, I guess we could, like, quickly talk about um, the Oscars this year and how important it is that Chloe Zhao is kind of the frontrunner to win Best Director and also her film winning Best Picture. Yeah. I think... I think the last time that happened was Zero Dark Thirty, right? Yes. No, no, not not, is that the name of the movie? No, the Hurt Locker. The the Hurt Locker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I, these war movies. (laughs) Yeah, those are my two favorite ones. To be perfectly honest, I love both of these war movies. I get the in my head, they're all the same. But I, I understand that they're different, but in my head, when I try and think of them, I'm like, oh yeah, that's the name of that movie, it's definitely not. Uh, the Hurt Locker, I mean, the last time we've seen that happen was The Hurt, Lo- Hurt Locker, and I think that's like 2013. It was a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, and I think the Oscars took notes from what happened last uh, Oscars, uh, because of the abundance of female directed films that were amazing last year and then they're like let's nominate Todd Phillips for Joker (laughs) I I I really I try and talk to people about how I think harmful of a nomination that was and nobody listens Uh, (laughs) I I genuinely do think that was like that's probably one of the most harmful nominations like in best director like ever um, because of just how many female directed films there were there were that year that were amazing like outstanding and then in the in the category you can go down the list and like Bong Joon-ho I think uh Quentin Tarantino I mean you could switch out Quentin Tarantino if I'm being honest but uh (laughs) Bong Joon-ho Quentin Tarantino (laughs) Martin Scorsese Scorsese, uh you know you can look down the list and be like oh yeah those films are like 100% them and like it has their like blueprint on it and then you look yeah. at Todd Phillips and you're like it's a Martin Scorsese ripoff like it is as much as, honestly as much as I enjoyed the Joker like I it obviously is like I know that maybe that's why I enjoyed the Joker to be honest you love Martin Scorsese I love Marty and I'm like yes that adds up for sure that's the that's the director uh, the slot and like even like Greta Gerwig who's been nominated in the past didn't even get in and yeah. I'm like well what the fuck and Little Women is so much better than Lady Bird in, like, almost every single way. And you're, like, you don't want to nominate her for, you know, her best film so far. And uh, commercially, like, a huge film, too. Like, Little Women is, like... I I swear to God, when Little Women came out, that's all I heard from, like, my grandma and, like, my aunts and stuff (laughs) like that. They only talked about Little Women. Yeah. Um, So I'm I'm so excited this year that, you know, the Oscars is kind of... um, 
saw <laughs> the outrage last year <laughs> and God. nominated two women, two women this year, uh, which is just, it's a small win. And it really I, is. Such I low-key wish that Regina King got nominated. I was just about to say that. Yeah. I Regina King should have been nominated 100%. Yeah. I think that having freaking Fincher there... <laughs> Is <laughs> not for his worst movie. Dear Fincher God. finally gets Fincher finally gets his shot to win, and they're like, "Let's nominate him for his worst movie." Oh, I'm God. like, "What?" I, <laughs> I literally came with that one. Oh my God! Every time I hear Mank, I'm like, <laughs> "It makes me so." Fu- if it- Mank doesn't even feel like a Fincher film. I'm being it honest. It doesn't. It doesn't. I don't even know. I don't know what went through his head trying to make that. I have no idea. I think he finally was like, I'm going to make an Oscars movie. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I've tried everything outside the box, and now I'm just going to go inside the box and what they want. And that's it. Uh, I, uh, him losing Best Director at the Globes, I was like, oh, yeah. He was definitely expecting, like, a sweep with Mink. He was. He's like, crap. He's like, great, I'm going to drink the whole way. And that's it. A little off topic, but um, if any single Fincher film, what do you think he should have won Best uh, Director for? Oh, God. Um, I think Gone Girl is his best film, to be perfectly honest. I know that's controversial because everyone's like, The Social Network. And I'm like, I like The Social Network, but I think Gone Girl was just so freaking good. And Rosamund Pike was also robbed of a Best yes, Actress uh, Oscar. So I think that was that would have been his win, to be honest, I think. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to agree with you that I don't think The Social Network is his best film either. Um, yeah. I think it's actually, like, lower tier uh, Fincher for me. Same. Oh, my God. Uh, Thank you for <laughs> saying I've it. Literally, I've literally <laughs> never met somebody else who has, like, agreed with me about The Social <laughs> Network. This is the first time. Oh, my God. What a day. Are you kidding? <laughs> oh, my God. The Social Network is, like, best for its score and, like, the yeah. ending, like, and, like, Andrew Garfield's monologue. And, like, yeah. That's, like, and that's it. Plus, plus, like, it has, yeah. like, two army hammers and no one wants that exactly (laughs) (laughs) and justin timberlake i'm like uh, that was such a random casting too like why are you i hate to say that he's good in it but he is i hate to say it i know i know (laughs) (laughs) but uh i i'd probably say zodiac for me um, I think so, Zodiac yeah. is my favorite venture, and that's also kind of controversial. I, I'm gonna get I'll I'd get crucified if I went on Twitter and said, "Hey, Zodiac is my favorite venture film, and The Social Network is lower tier." <laughs> people have it switched around. Usually, they're like, "Social Network is my favorite, Zodiac is low tier," and I'm like, "Oh, see, that's oh. why I just say Gone Girl, and everyone's like, oh, okay." It's <laughs> like I don't even imagine. Yeah, I feel like Gone Girl is like a fair choice. Yeah, Gone Girl is like the safest a- one. <laughs> the safest one yeah <laughs> i think i think gone girl and seven are probably like the yeah. safest ones that's not the social network <laughs> yes it's true <laughs> oh my god it's true <laughs> but anyway uh that was off topic for a minute uh we do have a question that we got uh, <laughs> so someone asked uh would you ever consider doing an entire podcast on the Lord of the Rings and Hobbit trilogy? I asked because I only really hear males talk about it and not females. Interesting. I love, I love Middle Earth so much. Um, I love Lord of the Rings. Yeah, me too. And the Hobbit. So that'd be cool to do. I don't know why I, I, feel, like, don't talk about it, I feel like it'd be fun. 
Yeah, I know. I feel like it'd be fun to dissect The Hobbit more so than The <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Yes! Because The Hobbit, <laughs> Hobbit is such, like, an odd, like, point in time. It really was. I <laughs> They tried so hard to, like, make it epic and, like, oh, God. The Hobbit was the Hobbit, interesting. The Hobbit feels like the Fantastic Beasts movie. <laughs> <laughs> They're not that bad. Whoa, 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 respect to the Hobbit. They're not that bad. No, it's bad yeah, Fantastic but, Listen, I, I actually really love the first Fantastic Beasts movie. Same. I enjoyed it. I just, the second one was just, the second oh, one. God. <laughs> Who the well, hell we- greenlit that one? <laughs> I... We need to stop letting J.K. Rowling write movies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, I feel like we need to have the conversation at some point, too. I think that Ezra Miller has kind of fooled us all into thinking they're a good actor. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, before we get off topic again, uh, I think I think that's all I have uh, for us today. Yeah. This was awesome. Our- I know I love doing stuff like this because you know when we when we do world shows or live shows and stuff like that we do bring up conversations like this but we don't give we aren't given like as much time to like breathe because we do have other things to talk about yeah so this kind of medium where we do get to talk about just this and this only it it feels it's kind of like therapeutic (laughs) yeah totally for sure uh so if you listen this far thank you very much um (laughs) I really want to start doing um, more female and gay shows more often. Mm-hmm. So hoping that we can arrange that. Uh, yeah. Uh, Amanda, yeah. if you want to let everyone know what you have coming up on your channel and where they can find you on social media. Yeah, for sure. Well, this was a total blast. I can't wait to do more of these. Uh, you guys can find me over at AMX NDA Reviews on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. And you guys can find me over at YouTube at Candid Cinema. I'm probably going to do a MonsterVerse ranking or a Godzilla versus Kong review. Um, and then I'm gonna, I have a couple of reviews for a Canadian Film Festival dropping on CandidXCinema.com, which is my website. So come check me out. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> all right and then you can find me at rejected hannah on twitter uh yeah so bye bye, bye. <laughs>